This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Huge news for the Iowa football team as five-star offensive tackle Kane Proctor really changed up his visit schedule last night, Sean. Uh, David Eichel, Sean Ball, CockeyeInsider.com. But Iowa now has an official visit schedule with Kane Proctor. June 24th to 26th, Iowa's biggest summer recruiting weekend where, you know, I think there's multiple top targets there, multiple guys that Iowa could land. And, you know, Sean, I know a lot of people freaked out initially when Kane wasn't going to take an official visit to Iowa. And I know I've said multiple radio shows. I know you've said on our boards, you've told everybody, relax. I mean, Kane Proctor has been to Iowa so many times. Obviously, our crystal ball right now is still leaning toward the University of Iowa, but now it's down to Alabama and Iowa. And I think Iowa fans are a little bit worried about it, as they should be. Bama's Bama, but Iowa's track record with offensive linemen and having Xavier Wampa in the mix, his former high school teammates, certainly has to help. But give us the breakdown, just I guess how everything sort of came about. I mean, this is stuff that we've kind of known about for a few days, but finally became public. Yeah, so, you know, in the spring when I went to Southeast Polk, obviously keeping more contact with Caden, you know, even when we're not in person together, but went to Southeast Polk, talked to Caden, and he kind of gave me the lowdown with everything. He said Iowa's at the top, then you got Oregon, then you have Alabama. And that's where kind of where things were running there before he started to take some of his visits. And, you know, Iowa has always kind of been consistent near the top. There was, you know, talk last summer where Iowa wasn't really in a fantastic spot because I I think part of the racial allegations and everything like that had played into it. And But, you know, once he took a couple of visits, once he spent time around the coaches, once he got to really know George Barnett, Jay Neiman has played a role in this recruitment as well. That was really important for Caden to, you know, see, see what Iowa has to offer him. And the offensive line tradition, too, with Iowa is no joke. And that was a big part of it, too. But once Oregon entered the mix as well, there was some thought with the way that Oregon's recruited and, you know, how they're able to, you know, get some of these schools with NIL and thing like that, that, that was, there was some intrigue with that. There was some thought that out was open some eyes. There was a little bit of concern. Yeah. Um, and then once, you know, he scheduled the official visits and people were kind of like Arkansas state. And obviously Caden's good friends with Jackson Daly, former Southeast Bowl quarterback. He wanted to see, he wanted to make some noise, kind of see what it's like down there. Go, go visit one of his good, one of his good buddies and people are kind of like, okay, is he just going to take Iowa out of the mix? Iowa not going to be a contender anymore. Like what's, what's kind of never going to not be passed up by Arkansas state. That's why I was kind of laughing about it. Like with all due respect to Arkansas state, I mean, let's be realistic here. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, there was, there was reason to be a little bit worried about like that and kind of like, well, if Iowa is so much of a factor, like why aren't they getting an official visit? And I know, you know, there's the whole narrative that he's been to Iowa city so many times and, you know, he's, he's been there. He doesn't need to see anything else, but it's kind of more like, okay, if you're really going to consider us and take an official visit to us, like it's kind of, I wouldn't say a respect thing, but it's more of just like a kind of built in sort of you know, deal, like something. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying like Caden was doing that being disrespectful is kind of, he's means a kid that wanted to go take other visits and go see other places. But I think once he took that official visit to Alabama, 
he was really like, okay, there are really two schools that I want to see and two schools I really want to consider. And Iowa and Alabama are going to be those two schools. And, you know, I was, I was a little bit surprised when he told me the news on Monday because, you know, there was Oregon talk and, you know, Michigan was pushing really hard. Penn State was supposed to get a visit in the spring, never ended up making it up there. And then obviously they were scheduled to get an official visit, never made it up there. So I thought he was going to end up taking those. But, you know, when he told me it was down to Iowa and Alabama, I was kind of like, OK, like either Alabama really opened his eyes to Alabama or he really wants to get things done or, you know, really focus on two schools. And it's, it's one of those relief factors, too, because, you know, he's a five star kid. You know, he's got people coming at him from all angles. There's obviously the in-state poll that has been really strong. And, you yeah. know, Alabama is going to be Alabama with that and kind of wanted to focus, like he said, too, in his statement, which I thought was really cool that he wanted to, you know, he's been he's missed workouts because, you know, he's been on these visits and kind of feels like he's letting his team down. He wanted, he wanted to trim things down, wanted to be a normal high school kid and, you know, really wanted to focus on two schools. And I think you, what you can take away from that Alabama visit, like I said before, is just that he wanted to really just – it opened his eyes to see that, okay, like there are two schools that I think are going to be the ones for me. And it's, you got to respect something like that. And you know, we'll talk about it now, but I think scheduling that official visit to Iowa City too for next weekend is going to be very, Massive. very important. Massive. Very important. And I get it. And, you know, I think when he really started to put together his official visit schedule, the original schedule, I mean, there's no doubt he talked to Xavier Wampa, asked him, is the official visit worth it? And not to say Xavier would shut that down, but he just said, look, you've been here so many times. I mean, this is this is what I would do or something like that. And Caden, you know, Caden's a very good marketer. He, he, he likes the recruiting process, but at the same time, he's not a guy that strikes me as a diva. He doesn't strike me as a guy who loves the limelight. Like he still wants to go back. He wants to get be totally ingrained in his high school career. He wants to have another state wants to have another state championship. And I think that you, you got to respect that. And, you know, to me, Sean, at least knowing what I know about covering Iowa and the Iowa football program, that strikes me as a really good culture fit. And I think Iowa's done a great job in this recruitment, even if they lose to Bama. I think that this is the one school where if Iowa does lose a recruiting battle head to head, I think that Iowa fans would be able to swallow it. I think they'd be able to accept it, at least judging by our message board saying, you know, it's, it's Alabama. They win national titles. They churn out first round picks. As long as we don't have to play him, they won't be upset. I think they'll be more happy for Cade than anything else. I mean, it's not like they're losing it to an Ohio State or a Michigan or a Big Ten school or a rival, right? They're losing them to Alabama, the cream of the crop. So, again, I think Iowa's done a great job here. I think George Barnett is a, I think he's done a really good job here. I think, you know, I think the entire coaching staff has too. And I think it's, I'm really happy you mentioned the racial allegations because, like you said, it did strike some kids. I don't want to say the wrong way, but I mean, it definitely, you know, raised some eyebrows for some of those kids. And I think I know there's been rumors about how has Iowa really handled talking to the prospects about about what had happened. Iowa's done the farthest thing from shy away. I know you've talked to plenty of recruits. I've talked to, you know, people in circles and they said Iowa's been incredibly straightforward about it. They've been incredibly transparent about how they've changed and they aren't shying away or trying to brush it under the rug. So I think the way Iowa's approached it has really helped them in some of these recruitments, just because people are like, you know, it, it clearly was very important to them that they continue to change the culture and they attack these issues head on. And I think you, you think about Xavier, the kind of kid Xavier Wampa, as you think about Kane Brocker, I mean, Sean, you've covered them as close as anybody, as far as the recruitment goes, they are kids that definitely would, 
would not be at the University of Iowa if they had any concerns about that sort of thing going forward. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, I want to go talk about, you know, the official visit that KM will be taking, you know, this upcoming weekend or next weekend. I think it's going to be really important for him to be around the commits and be around the team. Obviously, there was a a lot of buzz in the spring when he took his unofficial visit to Iowa. I think it was April 2nd because it was either April 5th or April 2nd was when he went to Iowa for the spring ball practice, got to spend time around the team, got to spend, I think there were a couple commits there as well. You know, some of the guys that he's really close close with, Leighton Jones, John Nestor, Aiden Hall, close with those guys, or he talks to those guys on a pretty pretty regular basis. And getting those guys in front of Caden, you know, getting the team, there is some talk of him really gelling with the offensive linemen for Iowa. Talk of him like even being, I, I think this is more, for the younger audience, but, you know, they added him to a Snapchat group chat with the offensive linemen, with the Iowa offensive linemen. And I think that's kind of a example of his his relationship with the team and the relationship with the guys. And that's a really important factor here. I mean, obviously you have someone like Xavier Wampa, but, you know, I think it's really important for to see Caden get outside of that bubble a little bit more and, you know, bond yeah. with guys like David Davikoff, Connor Cole, those, some of those younger guys, the up-and-comers um, in the offensive line room. And yeah, I mean, and like I said before, you positive buzz or some talk that maybe Iowa could have sealed the deal in April during that visit. Like I said before, there's a lot of a lot of really positive talk with it, but this this weekend I think is one that can really put Iowa over the top too. Like I said before, with getting in front of the commits, getting in front of the coaches, getting in front of the guys on the team. Because that was his last visit to Iowa City, and you know there was some buzz, like we said before, that that could wrap it up. What if what if this is the one that does it? I think the quote that he gave me that I put in my Nuggets piece last night was pretty telling. Where he goes, pulling it up after I canceled my my other official visits, I felt like taking the chance to go to the Iowa official visit and have some fun, and maybe be the deciding factor for my college decision. You know, right yeah. now I think he's going to take his time with it and do like his Avery Wampa approach to it. But if Iowa hits a home run on this visit. Who knows what could happen? Yeah, I'm not I'm not putting anything out of the out of the equation. I think there's potential for you know a decision, but you think there's potential for him to eventually make it in the fall and kind of push things out a little bit. I know he's talked about getting down to Tuscaloosa for a game day as well to see the tide, but we'll see if that happens. That's kind of where things are at right now. But you know maybe maybe this maybe this visit moves the needle even more. And there's always that post visit high that I think he didn't understands now. And I think that that's why I don't see a decision at least immediately after maybe if he waits a week or two and he feels the same way, maybe he does make the decision, but you know, right now, you know, he, he can afford to take his time with the process. He's the nation's number one offensive tackle. Nobody's going to be pushing him for a decision. And I, it was interesting that you talked about the Snapchat group chat. You know what? That reminded me of Sean was after the Penn state game we saw going down, you know, when we were on the field, wasn't it Tyler Linderbaum that kind of like put his hands on 
on Proctor's shoulders and was like, you're next or like, this is why you come here. I can't remember the exact quote he said. Yeah. Some, something along that. I know Caden's dad posted the, uh, the video on social media on Instagram or something. Yeah. That mean that again, that I thought that was a pretty telling moment in the recruitment as well. Um, that at least I think not put, I think that's what really put Iowa as the front runners, obviously that upset. We knew what, you know, what he, uh, what he thought of it. So like you said, it's going to be a huge, huge weekend. I know we've, again, we've known about this news for a few days. Kane was clearly in no hurry to really announce it, but I thought it was a very thoughtful note about, you know, really being transparent about why he decided to do it. And I think that, you know, again, I think that's a high character characteristic from him. And, you know, I, like you said, I think Iowa's got a chance to land a home run. They land Xavier Wampa in the last class. They land Kane Proctor here. And again, dudes recruit dudes. People want to play with the best. And I think Xavier Wampa, again, we're coming, you know, coming to Iowa last year, really opened some eyes. And Proctor, I think, definitely has the chance to do that as well. And Proctor's a type of, you know, again, high personality kid that uh, that can recruit guys to help, you know, want to come play with him. Yeah, and I mean, if if they're able to land his commitment too in the summer months, you know, maybe July, August, if if that were to happen, I'm not saying it's going to, but to really put some momentum too into this class. And I think this offensive line class, you know, you Iowa only took two last last cycle and Jack Dotzer and Kale Crow, two guys that I think, you know, could be, you know, should be getting a little more talk, but for reasons that make a lot of sense, like this 2023 class could be, you know, up there with the 2021 class when it comes wow. to offensive line production. I mean, you have Leighton Jones, who Iowa has compared to Tyler Linderbaum, and, you know, that's that's high praise. You have Christopher Tarek, who I think Iowa's in a great spot with. You have Trevor Lauk, who's taking an official visit to Michigan State this weekend and is going to Iowa next weekend. There's some really positive buzz there. You have Logan Holland, who, you know, his teammates with Marco Linez. And then you have Trevor Burr, who had, it's an Iowa-Iowa State battle for him. But you get five of those guys. I mean, you already have Jones, and you combine that with, you know, Proctor and three other guys. That's a really good offensive line yeah. haul, no matter what combination it is. I think Trevor Burr deserves a little more, little more respect with the rankings. But, you know, that is a really, really good haul. If you can put Proctor in there with Tarek, who I think will be an absolute beast one day with Trevor Lauk, who you could play multiple spots on the offensive line. You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that you can do with that offensive front. And I think defense, the defensive line for Iowa in this class, I think is solid as well. But when you build your classes around the offensive line, that's generally when things go really positive for you. I think last cycle too was more built around that secondary class or that yeah. secondary group and the running back positions were obviously the highlights of it. There's a lot of excitement about Carson May and how he can ch- contribute in, in due time. But yeah, there's this offensive line class could really be the selling point. And that's something that Iowa builds itself on. And that's that's what wins you games in December and January too. So it'll be a, it'll be a big weekend for sure. I know we'll have a couple things on the site as well to, to preview everything, but it should be a uh, fruitful weekend, you know, adding Proctor to that list, like just makes it all the more important. No doubt. And I know Sean will, will be all, all over that HawkeyeInsider.com. Caden Proctor, again, officially cutting his list two between Iowa and Alabama. And, you know, again, I think if, even if Iowa loses his recruitment, Sean, I don't think there's any room to criticize this Iowa staff. I think that they've done everything in their power to land the nation's best offensive tackle. I just think at times it doesn't pan out. And I think you need to give a lot of credit to George Barnett. I mean, we talked about earlier that I thought he was going to be a home run hire based on the, his personality and his fit and his experience. And I think that has translated the recruiting trail. And I think that the chemistry and the cohesiveness that this Iowa staff has 
not just on the field right now, but on the recruiting trail, I think that's really starting to pay dividends. And, you know, Iowa's offensive line, if people were worried about last year, again, I get it, but there's a lot of talent coming up. And if they land the dudes that they can get in 2023, the future for Iowa's offensive line is incredibly high. So again, David Eichel, Sean Ball, HawkeyeInsider.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at David Eichel, at SBOC247, and at Hawkeyes on 247. Be sure to take, check out HawkeyeInsider.com for the latest and most in-depth Iowa football, basketball, and recruiting coverage. Until then, I'll talk to you soon.